AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern. Welcome to Bar Talk.
Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR. Welcome, welcome, welcome all and one and one and all the rest of your bastards to another fine, fine fucking episode of 
Bar Talk here on AMR, episode 23 to be precise. That's right. Can you believe it? Uh, we are getting up there in the episodes, but never fear. The content always scrapes the bottom of the barrel as it always does. I want to I welcome you all to, of course, another shit show that, that we do. Um, and this time I want to actually welcome a very special guest for me. Guest, guest co-hosting with me this week is Michael from the Redline Podcast. Michael, good day. How are you going? Hey, how are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Just uh, just enjoying the absolutely off-kilter weather that is just typical of a Melbourne spring. I don't know what it's been like over there in Perth. It's just consistently slow and dreary, and that's kind of how we do things. <laughs> it's just hot and full of red wine, and, you know, we, we're just trying to get used to daylight savings with our curtains so faded over here. But I thought you guys didn't have daylight savings. We don't, but people still freak out about it, you know? <laughs> Is it the same sort of freak out that people have about things that don't exist, like um, a working example of, of communism or uh, the the tooth um, fairy? I mean, I mean, the tooth fairy is real, sure. Um, Look, nothing will sum up. Nothing, nothing will sum up my state better than when COVID kicked off. Hmm. I went to the bottle shop and all the beer was gone, but there was still Corona cartons sitting on the floor. And nothing will sum up my state better than that. I think. And, and did you slam a few Coronas that that weekend? <laughs> no, I'm usually a vodka guy, but I mean, they were on sale. <laughs> oh no! Well, I mean, you know, anything for a anything for a cheap cheap bit of booze. But um, speaking of, you're um in usually in countries that are where the booze is either a little bit cheaper or a little bit more scarce. You've um tell us a bit about yourself actually before we get too much into it because you're not just a podcaster. You've got a bit of your hand your hand dipped in 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 every single piece of pie, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, I've uh, I've worn far too many hats, um, and it's just because I got a big head. But anyway, um, <laughs> so usually my 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 main job has been as a conflict journalist. So I travel to mm. you know, war zones and and uh, faraway countries, and you know places where there's bullet holes in the war, but the vodka's really cheap, um, and go there and, and report on the conflict zone. And you know you're effectively just a glorified bar fly that sits around and asks people like, "So where are the tanks?" As a large Russian man points <laughs> at the car park and says, "They're in the car park. Where, where would you ask me this?" Um, you know, effectively, that's the job. It's it's don't get shot and remember what you said. Fair enough. Uh, have you ever been? Have you ever been given a tour of a of a Russian war tank? I have. I've uh, been inside a few Russian war tanks. They yeah. are disgustingly tight and small, and uh, and you can almost hear the the vodka bottles rolling down the bottom of them. <laughs> I was going to ask: um, Do they have a Do they have a special compartment for the vodka bottles? You'd be surprised. Um, the whole, you know, particularly the older tanks are all designed that pretty much any farmer who's half drunk can use them. You know, you get in the old, the famous tanks that won World War Two, and it's just kind of three, like two levers in front of you. And it's like, oh, I, I get this. This is fine. Um, that's kind of, you know, I think the entire ideology was if you, if you can use a drunk, yeah, you can fine. You'd be fine. If you can drive a tractor, you can drive a, you can drive a T95. Well, 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 tractors, you know, that's advanced cars. You know, we have only two levers to worry about. There's a right tread and a left tread, and that's all you have to do. I, I don't know if you've ever driven a tractor, and growing up on a farm, I did. Those things are complicated, especially exactly. the ones with the hydraulics, and you have to fucking- You get a good muscle work every time you press the brake. <laughs> I, did a, I did a ride on lawnmower, if that helps. You know, it's uh, <laughs> impressive stuff. <laughs> now, they're easy. They're easy, because they're tiny. Exactly. All you got to do is just make sure you don't stick your hand underneath- <laughs> See, that's that, you know, that's, you know, I can almost count the amount of times I did that on one, one stump, you know? Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for, thanks for, um, jumping in last minute, really. I was not expecting, 
I wasn't. This wasn't planned either. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, Twenty four hours ago, I didn't even know who you were. <laughs> so uh, please, please take that the right way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point, you know. If everyone knew where I were, then I couldn't get into get into these countries. That's the exact point of it. But yes, we opened off on some absolute crackers. Uh, our first, our first artist is actually our, our token Kiwi artist for the week. Um, I say that chuckling as I've as last few weeks I've been interviewing a lot of Kiwis. So um, Hannah Ashcroft is an Auckland-based artist, and this is her brand new single "Down." And mmm, nice bit of pop to start off the evening. What do you reckon? It, it was actually it was a really cool track, and, and it, weirdly enough, the version that came to my head is like it would be what would be playing in a Malaysian nightclub about ten years from now, because all Malaysian nightclubs are like ten years behind us. So, oh, okay, it, so they've like, only they've only just discovered Bruno Mars. Is that what you're man, saying? When they get to Uptown Funk, it's going to wreck their economy. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> but you know, it was that it was that kind of like upbeat, but also kind of like reserved. It's like, look, we're partying, but let's not go too far because that's kind of Malaysia. Yeah, it's kind of exactly the vibe that the song gave me, which I thought was really cool. Um, I, I know a few people from Malaysia, so I will have to ask them that specifically whether that's true. <laughs> Please, um, I hope you send them just lists of tracks. Like, is this what you have in a Malaysian nightclub in a decade's time? <laughs> We're asking, you know, this is the real investigative journalist right here. You know, this is the hard questions. <laughs> what songs are in the nightclubs? Do you, do you think, here you go, this is a question as a, as a, a war, war journalist. Uh, does, does the type of nightclub affect the quality of troop? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you, you always know you've got- you always know there's going to be problems when the cafe switches to hard bus, like at about midday, because um, that's usually when the when the menu moves from cigarettes to vodka, and you know that it's going to be a pretty messy afternoon after that. Um, so that's usually a good sign that you've 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 hit about the right area. You need to start actually thinking about where you park. Yeah, just be careful where you park the T ninety five. Don't want to get it. Don't want to. <laughs> otherwise, I get joyridden by a couple of drunk, drunk eighteen year old Russian kids. Well, uh, that are a parking ticket, you know, They're quite big. They'll take multiple spaces. I can't afford that. You know, two hundred rubles. That's like four bucks, my friend. <laughs> this is, by the way, this this song uh, down. It is the second um, single coming out of of her EP, which is also going to be called Down. Uh, it's. I think this is her. Ooh, She's actually recorded it in Bali, of all places. Interesting. I didn't realise that, actually. I don't- Bali isn't normally the destination for for pop artists to go and record. Usually the destination for pop artists to do other things. (laughs) But- uh, She's the only person to ever be productive in Bali ever, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) If if productive doesn't involve slamming bing tangs all afternoon, (laughs) sure. Accidentally poisoning yourself on uh, the old uh, homemade wine, sure. <laughs> but no, Dan, Dan is out now, and uh, yeah, go and check it out if you can. And I'm keen to hear more from the EP too. That should be fun. Yeah, it's great stuff. And after that, uh, we had actually yes, we had. It's the uh, first offering. Well, I don't know if it's the first offering. It's um this artist's first. He's just signed to Unified. Uh, it's mm-hmm. up late, and yeah, this is his first single as part of the okay. Unified crew. Actually, it's his. I think it's his first single out for Unify, but it's his, it's his fourth single he's dropped. Um, but yeah, like I'm at this this track particularly was awesome. Mm. Yeah, so that that real sort of cool bending of genres that I really kind of like. Um, bit of a throwback to the sort of the pop punk era, but I, I we do get that a bit. There seems to be a lot of artists that like to draw on on those influences they do have, and you could certainly tell with this song. 
Oh yeah, this one like the, immediately was hit with the Bring Me the Horizon reference. You know, it was mm. that, that was a band that I, I used to love when I was a kid, and I had you know long hair and, and terrible t-shirts. But uh, it was Bring Me the Horizon meets you know the weekend. So you know it'll be uh, Malaysian nightclubs in twenty years. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, honestly, this this up late like of the tracks I listened to, to uh, before this one up late was the one that like immediately hit me. It was really great. I mean, the guys come from a few big bands. I think the singers from mm. a band called Aftertouch, yeah, who were like getting every support slot out of Sydney. Um, they're from Illawarra, so you know, like they're not to be messed with. But even their music videos are like really high production quality. They've got this like kind of VCR feel about everything, which makes me kind of nostalgic. But at the same time, like it's it's an incredibly well done song. It's it's kind of it's very stadium rock. Um, mm. and this new track particularly, I did, I just immediately was like, yep, no, nope, that's going into my Spotify playlist for the week. So like incredibly <laughs> impressed by these boys. I'm I'm glad we can we can rub off on you, even if it's only day one of our collaboration. I'm I'm very happy to hear that. It is, um, yeah. It's, um, yeah. This is is from the Illawarra area, and and you're right. He absolutely has those influences from Bring Me the Horizon. Likes a bit of Post Malone and Kanye too. It says so. You know, no harm, no harm in the uh, bit of variety there. Yeah, well, that's just you know you're just putting a, a, a iPod on shuffle with the with the influences there. But you know, I really, honestly, this was a really good track. Even the they did a song because um, last thing I checked this out, artist out, and then I checked mm. out a few of their other things, and they had this song, other song called like "You Left Me on Red," which was actually yeah. a really catchy little song as well. Like the whole band. This is one of those bands that, that I think everyone in the band's from bigger bands that all kind of made this kind of, you know, super group reminds yeah. you of some like hair 80s band that like some guy, in a, you know, a, a Tamworth pub is going to tell me about. But it's kind of a super band of, of kind of bigger, hardcore, kind of uh, rocky guys. So I, I think these guys will definitely go far. And UFD, you, so know, you mean, you mean up this, some good, yeah, this guy, it's guys. a solo, it's a solo artist. It's not a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's got he's got he's got some guys in his band from this like lots yeah. of good other bands. So I think yeah, he'll he'll kill it. The nice. weird bit is he's got these videos with amazing production, mm. but there's like only like 500 views, which is insane to me because they're really really well done. Yeah, so- you'd be surprised. Like it's just like the quality of music videos coming out this year. I don't know why it is. Just I don't know whether it's just because people haven't had nothing else to do. I think but- everyone just updated their iMovie. You know, that's, I- that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, great stuff, Max from um from from Uplight. It really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to more as well. Um, we are gonna actually. I'm gonna before I do, we do talk about the song that we're gonna play shortly. I do want to mention, of course, my guests for this week, my interviewee. It's all right, Michael. It's you're not the only important person around at the moment. <laughs> I'm not even an important person around at the moment. <laughs> I did have the pleasure of, of course, chatting to Joanna Jones, another Kiwi artist now in Melbourne, actually. So, uh, one of the many, many New Zealand expats on this side of the Tasman. I don't know what, what they get drawn over by, but I think it's just my absolute charm. I think that's what, what does it for them. Well, my research would indicate planes, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you, but she's a like yourself actually. Um, as we as we talk about a lot in the interview, she's another well travelled person, and for totally different reasons as yourself. Um, we do go into a bit of detail, of course, and um, her background behind her music. But of course, we we play a few of her new songs as well and talk about them. So that's up next. It's her. It was her first interview too, her first radio style interview. So she did really well. So I just want to point out like how how proud I am that she did. And, uh, you know, how nerve-wracking it was to make sure that we, we did goodbye <laughs> her. So, no, um, Joanna, it was a pleasure chatting to you. I hope you enjoy the interview as well. 
Before we do go to that, though, I do want to quickly introduce the next song that's up. Luke Daniel Peacock's new song, The Odd Specifics. Now, this guy, I've been seeing a bit of this guy's songs come through in the last few months, uh, and thanks to PR Files for sending in his stuff. But this one is, yeah, this one, I've been, I have to say, with, with artists that have three names in their name, it's it's a ballsy move, don't you reckon, Michael? To, to- I barely remember my own. So, you know, <laughs> three is too many. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's ballsy to say, you know, my, my name is that phonetically, you know, aesthetically pleasing. But he I- does get to sneak the word cock in there right at the end, which is <laughs> impressive, you know. Peacocks are magnificent birds. My auntie used to have peacocks in her garden. Just hanging in the garden, like yeah, they so they're, they're, they're quite aggressive though at times. Um, yeah, at least the one I was fighting was. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a joke in there, but um, <laughs> but I, I'm it not, was a terrible joke. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not. Maybe we should have joke of the week <laughs> later. I haven't done joke yep. in the week in a few weeks. Uh, that might be that might be it. But that's that's more reason for you to stick around, folks. But before you do, we're gonna. We're going to um, quickly ch- – actually, I was going to say we'll play it, but we've got to chat about it. This is – I'm trying to see if this is part of an upcoming release. I don't know, what were your thoughts on this one, Michael? Man, if this guy was a – this guy must be a plumber part-time because he's got some serious pipes. Um, and that's my, other, that's my other best joke. I know. Some absolutely great vocals. It's very kind of like, you know, it's that classic, you know, that super dreamy synth that probably mm. sounded high fidelity before it was run through a tape machine at some point. Um, but yeah, it's got that super kind of laid back, you know, it's, it kind of reminded me of, you know, that kind of like smooth beats to study to, um, that everyone listens to and I do as well. It was kind of like that, but with really good vocals attached to it, which to me was actually a really good combination. Like I could see myself, you know, it's perfect. Like Sunday afternoon, chill out, enjoy yourself. Like a really cool, catchy pop with some good like kicks at the end. Like actually super impressive this track as well. Yeah. It was nice bit of pop rock on, on it. Um, he's got more coming out this year, so please keep an eye out with everything he's got coming up. It's out now, of course, like all the other tracks we play. And we're going to actually, we're going to play it right now. Um, so, Michael, we'll be back before before you can say cheese and thank you. Uh, but here it is, the odd specifics. Up afterwards, my chat with Joanna Jones. And uh, up after that, some more shit talking with Michael. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Bloody good.
Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to this lovely episode. As always, I try and keep things lovely. Don't keep things too serious and always smile. As I always say, don't uh, look up uh, look up your ass too much. Otherwise, you'll be a bit of an asshole. However, uh, that's enough for my advice. What I'm here, what, well, let's get onto what we're here for. Um, this next artist that I've got, well, this artist that I've got here with me today is an absolute burgeoning pop sensation. She's been just releasing single after single this year, very strong singles, and just been really on top of sending them across to us. Um, she's just put out a couple of new tracks, and I'm so keen to be chatting to her today. Please welcome uh, the former Kiwi, well, let's not hold that against her, but now Melbourneite, Joanna Jones. Joanna, Hello. welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Please do, um, please do get yourself comfy, uh, jo- Joanna. Yeah. I believe this is your first radio interview. Not to, it is. Not to, yes, let's it not, is. Now uh, let's <laughs> let's get the nerves let's get the nerves going at just a nice level. You know, not, not don't don't stress you out too much. If you if if you fuck up a bit, that's okay. It's all we're all human. Yeah, I won't be too hard on myself. <laughs> How are you anyway? Because it's uh, yeah, I'm good. Do- I'm re- a lot better now that the weather's progressed. Yes, you, you mentioned before. You were mentioning to me before that you you don't you can't quite get the Melbourne weather. It's either too cold or it's too hot for you. You can't quite hit the the Goldilocks yeah. zone. Well, I do find that we have a lot more overcast days here than we do back in Auckland, where I'm from. Um, and yeah, I do find the Melbourne summers a bit too warm. I'm, I don't think that I've got ever gotten used to them. Just a little bit sweltering, just got to sit in there under the fan, eating a calippo or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, actually, four days after I moved here, it was during a heat wave, and it was five days um, of 42 and over, so I literally just sat under the air conditioning. I I remember that heat wave. That was a nasty, (laughs) nasty time. Um, I think I literally arrived two days prior to it, and I'm like, well, this is what I'm in for. (laughs) Why did I come to Satan's ass? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have I died and gone to hell? No. <laughs> are you are you more of a winter person or a summer person? Definitely summer. Okay. Yes. I, so I mean, I like so I you, like winter days I, if it's sunny. <laughs> I love the inconsistency. Can't handle the heat, but I love summer. Yeah. Oh, I, I like I was saying to you earlier. It's the dry heat that gets me when you open the front door and it's like you're opening the oven and it just like bowls you over. Yes. Yeah, the classic, yeah, yeah you can stick a pan out for 10 minutes and cook an egg out in the driveway on the yeah, ash or on the right. ash belt. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, because in New Zealand, a 26-degree day, 27-degree day, that's really warm. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, here, that's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, as today is. I think today has been. Actually, no, I think it got to 28 today, 27, 28. So, yeah, absolutely. And early too. Just just beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful outside weather. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame there's a virus going around. Can't spend more time outside. This would be. I, know. I miss I miss yeah. days like today where you could just have a beer, a pint in a beer garden on a day like today. I know. Just, it's just those simple things. Just having a beer with some friends, um, you know, just relaxing, chilling. Breaks up the week as well. This is, this is exactly what um, what's her face was talking about in Little Red Taxi. She goes, uh, "What was her name? I've forgotten her name. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like not Joan no. Jett, the other one." Oh, <laughs> uh, like, okay. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. know what you've got till it's gone. Gone. Little, little exactly. Red, yeah. What is it? Big Red Taxi or whatever. 
Yeah, like, I know what you're like, talking about. You know, you know I know exactly what you're talking about. People are going to probably kill me now. It's like, Daniel, it's like, what's her face? I, I can't actually, I've got to look this up because I can't. <laughs> okay, I, do I, it. I'm just, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's Joan Jett. No, no, not Joan Jett. <laughs> Joni Mitchell, that's it. Why, uh, why couldn't okay. I think of Joni Mitchell? Yeah, Joni Mitchell. It just it's always slips my mind when this happens. Yeah. Well, I think we're all basically realizing how good we had it before. <laughs> <laughs> So you reckon that we'll just like we'll savor that moment, that first moment when we get back to things. You uh, I think so. Well, I mean, I guess it just depends how people react. Did you see what was what happened down in St Kilda yesterday? There was a whole lot of people gathering without masks, and I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, but. I saw that. It's uh, <laughs> look, it, I won't won't comment on that, but that yeah, <laughs> it it makes me shake my head a little bit. Mm. I want to um so. Firstly, welcome to the show, of course. Um, you have been pretty busy this year, all things considering, putting out a lot of singles. Right. Yeah. This is what, how many singles have you put out this year? It's like four or something, isn't it? Yeah, four. Yep. It's a pretty productive little schedule you've got going on there. Yeah, and I've got one more that should be up for the end of the year too. That's a so. pretty, pretty, hmm. pretty productive. What's the idea behind just like going for the single-only releases like that? Yeah, right. So, I've done- music for years and I've been in so many different bands and played so many different genres of music um, but my heart's always laid with pop um, and I just really wanted to experiment with some different sounds see what felt comfortable and really just get it out there I mean I'd actually for years on the side been um, writing songs and coming up with melodies and I never released any of them and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I <laughs> just take action. And I think that, you know, I studied jazz and I know a lot of people that write songs, but they're too scared to get them out there. And I thought, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm doing full time. I just need to um, feel the fear and do it anyway. So that's what happened. <laughs> so, so what's triggered you? Because you said you've been writing songs for years. Have, what, for other people or? <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. No, that's um, all good. No, so that was just writing songs on the side, like of because I worked corporate. Not corporate music. <laughs> no, not sorry, I'm just joking. I'm gonna have a glass. Just of like, what are you? <coughs> no, so like I used to work in sales, and I also worked as a broker, insurance broker. Yeah. Um, and that was purely a means to earn an income. And prior to that, I'd studied jazz, but then I actually switched to economics um just as like a backup if you like economic um, the stock market like jazz music makes no sense so i get that connection <laughs> so anyway yeah like i digress but <laughs> i <laughs> was always music's always been my passion it's always been my outlet i've lived a very transient life and i've often kind of felt a bit alone in life like people because i've moved around so much music's always been my constant yeah um, and it's always been an outlet for me and it's been my only long-standing passion. So yeah, I was always, um, fiddling around on the piano or like, um, performing at weddings. Um, I also performed, did some corporate gigs as well, but yeah, I was just writing on the side, but I always wanted to do music, but I basically put earning an income, a safe income before it and then I decided you know what enough's enough like I'm not happy doing this I'm going to bite the bullet and just write and release 
And so that's what I've done and um, I definitely want to work on the songs that I'm putting together t- for my EP, um, which will be out early next year. So you mentioned before that you said you've, you've gone around a bit. So you, mm. you said you, you've obviously born and raised in New Zealand, Auckland. Yeah. Well, uh, no, not that simple. No? Okay, not that simple. So it's never that I've, simple, is it? It's never no, that simple. I've lived in so many different places. <laughs> like throughout New Zealand, right. you name a place, I bet I've lived there. Come on, like, roll yeah. off. Give us the roll call. Come on. <laughs> like I don't even want to go through it all because it's just so much. <laughs> but, well, like so, my mum, right? My parents were really young when they had me. Yep, they were nineteen, and they were both at med school. And anyway, so then they split up, and so I was raised by my mother, and then she met my stepdad. But so she had me in Dunedin, but she was from Auckland. So then we lived in Dunedin. I was going to say, were they, is that because they went to uni in, in Dunedin? Because yeah, they were studying med school there. Funny, at med funny school when, there. We, when we interviewed pop star VK uh, last week, we did actually yeah, mention that, that she one. how Dunedin is a very university town, yeah, a bit like it is. Melbourne. It's well known. It's pretty loose as well. Down there. Loose, eh? She didn't mention way did. loose than this than here. <laughs> in what way? Yeah. Please, please elaborate because I feel well, like she left out all the juicy there, details. Right? Oh, well, I didn't study down there. I think, you uh, know, my little sister's studying down there at the moment. She's studying psychology, but she, it's, you know, it's, uh, she, cause she was in a hall for her first year and she's about to go on to second year. Um, and like, there's just a huge drinking culture. And when you, um, when they set up this flat that they're going to move into next year, they basically do this thing where you have to audition and they get you to do all these different, like, tasks and dress up as different things they used to set couches on fire like there was a certain <laughs> day each year where everyone wow. would put their couch out on the street and set it up on fire it's not for everyone let's just say no. that i mean not everyone is like that that's down there um but yeah it's very much a um student scene it was um she was met yeah when we had the as, as same with last week's interview, was saying very big party scene, big drum and bass scene down there. So that that doesn't oh, surprise yeah. me actually when you talk about mm. that more. So yeah, so yeah. you you were raised in in Dunedin, and then where did you go to next after no, that? No, I wasn't. No, so I was okay. only born there. Okay, so I was born in Dunedin. Cross out, then cross my- out that note, guys. Come on, let's <laughs> let's get lot- that. This we'll do this really quickly, otherwise we'll be spinning a whole interview on this. But like, <laughs> and then Dunedin- I took a trip to Mexico to escape the drug lord. No. <laughs> uh. So. Dunedin, then Christchurch, then Asherburton, then okay. Invercargill, which is actually below Dunedin. Yeah. And Invercargill is freezing, like so cold. Um, so and then you've after had, you've Invercargill- had the, well, You've had both extremes and the extreme hot and the extreme cold. Exactly. <laughs> and then we moved from Invercargill. Yeah. Meanwhile, all this time, every holidays, because my grandparents kind of half raised me, um, I was always going up to Auckland um, to stay with my grandparents. But then, yeah, so we went from Invercargill to Christchurch. Right. And then from Christchurch, we moved to Thailand, to Bangkok. And then my parents- One of these places is not like the others, folks. Can you guess which one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, then I moved to Bangkok and then- my parents, my stepdad was working for the United Nations. That's why I went there. Wow. And then he got a job um, in Geneva. So, they actually moved to France, but he worked in Geneva in Switzerland. And because they did that, I ended up going to boarding school for my last year of high school back in New Zealand in Wanaka. 
So I did one year of school in Wanaka. And then after Wanaka, I moved to Nelson for a year. And then I moved to Wellington for four or five years. And then I moved back to Auckland. But Auckland's always felt like home because that's where all my mm. family's always been. And I always just keep going back there. And so then I lived in Auckland for a while and then I moved over here. I think this is, this is, I think, a very common question for people that do move around quite a bit like that. Mm. Is, is that it's hard, is it hard to make connections with the people that you are surrounded yeah. by because of that? Definitely. Definitely. Like, um, I didn't, don't think I realized I was doing it at the time, but after a while, you kind of subconsciously stop like making as much of an effort with the people around you <laughs> and like making. So I want to hang out this weekend. Uh, yeah. You know, you wouldn't well, want to. <laughs> Well, it's not even that. It's just, it, I think you just subconsciously think that they're just going to be in your life for a short time. And so why invest? But that's really a sad way to live. Like, I believe that you should make an effort wherever you are and you should make friends wherever you are because, you know, so life is all about relationships. So at what point in there were you learning music? Because you said you started doing jazz, jazz stuff. Yeah. So I started initially in mother my mum even though she's a gp a doctor but she always did music and she's always very musical like playing guitar around the house playing violin so i she was at every family event the aunties would be up dancing like i don't know if other families do this but literally every family birthday anything even if it wasn't like a celebration would literally have Aberon or ub40 red red wine and everyone would be up dancing like Without fail, every time. It's always, it's so always the ABBA. <laughs> yeah. It's like a contagion. You just can't stop yeah. dancing. <laughs> so we, well, exactly. And so that was just what I grew up with. Like, and, um, so anyway, in primary school, I was in the school choir and they needed soloists and I auditioned and they like identified that I had quite a good voice or I had a good voice. Quite a More good voice. That's an, an amazing voice. There we go. Come on. If you get a brag, um, this is the one time to brag. Exactly. Trump so, her up, as yeah. I say. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up in Christchurch. They don't call this anymore. I've been informed. They call it, they used to call it a special choir, yeah. but they don't call it special anymore because apparently that had negative connotations. But like, so, um, I don't know what How does special have now? negative con- connotations? It's like special is like a, like it evokes positivity. It's like this is special. You don't want to miss this. <laughs> exactly. But basically, what would happen was is that the best two or three um, singers from each school would be put forth to audition for this Christchurch um, music festival. Um, and yeah, so I I got into doing that, and I think that's where my passion really grew for singing because. Um, I was surrounded by other people that were really talented and really passionate because you had to be pretty dedicated to be part of this choir because we rehearsed on weekends and we rehearsed like after school. Yeah. So not, it's not as if it was just happening within school hours. Um, and I just loved the harmonies and the energy and the otherworldliness about it. And I just absolutely loved it. I just remember nice. there was a couple of um, soloists in the special choir, and I always just wished that I was one of them. <laughs> well, so were you I don't in the, you were in the cor- position? Were you just in the ensemble part? Were you? No, I was in the special choir. Oh, okay. So what happened was is that this 
So the special at the Christchurch Music, uh, Christchurch Primary Schools, it was also Intermediate Schools Music Festival. Uh, So it went for like four years. So I was in it for four years, I believe. Um, The special choir would perform for two weeks straight. Uh huh. So every evening or like four evenings for two weeks straight. Um, And then there was like the ensemble part whereby just your average school choirs would come in and they'll just do one night behind us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) So they would learn the songs that we were singing, um, but we would do like different harmonies to them. And they, and we also had our own songs that we performed and they would sing. I don't, I can't remember how many songs it was, but they would basically be behind us, but we were there for two weeks and they were only there for one night. So you got the lion's share of the work by the sounds of it. (laughs) Yeah. But within the special choir, there were like two soloists, I think, that got to do stand out. And and I just remember looking at them. But in saying that, when I moved to Thailand, um, I was one of the soloists as well. I mean, I was a soloist in my school choir. Right. um, So so you did a bit of singing. You did a bit of singing in Thailand as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I always was in Thailand. I was. Um, in the school choir and I was a soloist and there was that, there was one other soloist and she's now one of Thailand's biggest pop stars. Like she can't go anywhere without being pepped. Um, so this is like, you're in the real, like top pedigree, top shit right here. This is, you must, you must (laughs) feel like you're walking among amongst giants some days. (laughs) Well, she has definitely been the, like out of our year at school, at the international school I went to. She's definitely been like a stand, like she's the most successful out of our mm. um, year. Um, but yeah, we had a few cool opportunities within that choir. We sung at an APEC conference that was held um, in Bangkok to world leaders. And I also- Corporate gigs, folks. They pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was doing that. And I also remember, I also started playing bass guitar back then, but I didn't stick with it. Um yeah. So it sounds like then through your travels that the the music's remained a pretty important Definitely. constant. Mm. Oh do, yeah. Do you find that what what do you think shaped you the most in terms of you having those multitude of different locations you've you've grown up with? What what do you think you've taken out of that? Out of I guess above anything else. Um. Well, I think the most important thing that you know need to know is that you need to be happy wherever you are that moving somewhere else isn't going to make you, you're still going to be you, you're just going to be a different place. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be inspired by different things or certain places can be more suited to you. You might prefer the weather or you might prefer, you know, you might prefer the temperature and being closer to beaches and so on. But I think the most important thing is to live for now um, and to be a person that you're at peace and really proud to be. Um, because you're, I used to hear of people being like, oh, when I move here, I'm going to be happy or, um. And you find that what it's not so much the, the place itself, it's more what you make well, of it. I, I definitely think the place does help, but the thing is, if you don't change your habits and you don't change your thinking process or your mindset, you're still going to be the same person wherever you are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. With um, I mean, that is probably- a, No, sorry, keep going. Logical, it's all good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think 
in hindsight, if I could go back, I think I did used to invest a lot into my relationships. Um, but as time went on, I did find that I kind of pulled back a bit. And sometimes I think, oh, actually, you know, I should have made more of an effort. <laughs> and because the thing about I'm off, I'm a type of person. I'm an in-person person. I like to. You mean inside person or just a, I don't want to let well, you like, do anything. I like to talk to people in person. Yep. And so what I found is through moving a lot, you really have to make that added effort to like phone a friend or call or Skype, you know, because they're not readily around you. And I guess I kind of, I really had to, <clears throat> I don't have anywhere that I can go back to other than Auckland. Um, Cause that's where like my mum and all her siblings and everyone is. And that's where my grandparents were who half raised me. Um, I don't have a place that I can go back to and be like, Oh, this is home. I've got a, this reputation here. I grew up known for doing X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, I don't have those relationships where I can go back home and kind of just see how they've progressed or how someone's grown up and what type of person they've turned into. Like I do have friends, obviously still have friends, but dotted around the place, but I don't have that. What a lot of people do have is where they go back home and they're like, us. Oh, they get together with all their friends that they've grown up with and went to school with, mm. you know, I don't have that. So, I mean, uh, you know, all this talk about travelling and that is probably making everybody really, really irate right now, the fact that we can't <laughs> at all. Uh, so, we, we better we better change topic before there's a riot going on. <laughs> what I did want to – because we're going to go to a break in a moment and uh, play one of the recent singles that you've released called Disaster. And it's, yes. it's the, the song is not a disaster. It's, it's, a, it's a great song. What I wanted to know was um, what were the thoughts behind this one when you were putting it together? Well, so this song actually started as a remix of one of my other songs. I did this song called Wake Up and then I decided to remix it and I wound, it up, I wound up liking the remix production more than I liked the um, original. And so I decided to give it a different melody and that's how disaster came about. And it just felt, it kind of has a 50 shades of gray, feel, sultry feel about it. But I wrote it as, um, a breakup song, but from the perspective of the person that's actually ending a relationship. Um, because I feel like a lot of people that have been, have been through that. Um, but oftentimes it's not written about it's, um, it's normally the other party's perspective that's written about. Um, nobody so likes. Nobody likes it. to be. Nobody likes to admit when they're they're wrong. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's or like- <laughs> but sometimes you're doing someone a favor, right? But um, you know, I think it was just written about finishing up a relationship where you genuinely did love the person and you've shared a good. Um, uh, you know, you've had great times together, uh, but. Moving forward, you don't see a future for you. You don't see a future where you're both happy and content. So, um, it's time to move on, basically. Cool. I see no reason why we shouldn't play it now. What does that sound like? Cool. Here it is. It's Disaster, um, one of Joanna Jones' recent singles. We'll be back before you can even say boo right here on Bar Talk. I 
Motherfucking nice. That was Disaster by Joanna Jones. Uh, you are here on Bar Talk, and I have the pleasure of having Joanna chat to me right now about all things music and otherwise. Joanna, lovely track. Um, and you can really tell, yeah, what's going on there with the themes and that in terms of it being a breakup track when you review yeah. it. But again, really nice, really nice work. Um, and I've noticed with all your songs that you have a very, very good- um, synth pop production on them i wanted to yeah. do i did want to chat a bit about that creative process because um do you yeah what's the deal when you go and you have to start recording a new song do you do any of the production yourself or is it all do you have people that you work with um yeah. each time yes yeah, so i do produce myself and i'll often come up with ideas myself and then i'll take it to like a more experienced producer and get them to help me finish it off um and that all came about through working with a producer, because I'm obviously predominantly a singer-songwriter, um, working with producers that didn't quite understand what I wanted. So then I ended up doing a production course um, in the evenings. And, um, yeah, and then I basically got into doing some production. So I either start off with um, a chord progression and come up with a melody and or I start off with a beat. Um, so, so I'm either come up with myself or I might ask Stuart B. He's one of the producers that I've been working with. Mm, mm. Um, to I'll send him a Spotify playlist of songs that I'm that I like and would like to sound similar to, and he'll come up with something, and I basically say yay or nay, and come up with the changes, and then I'll come up with. Uh, melody and lyrics and harmonies and yeah. Because you mentioned that just then that you've gone through quite a few producers that haven't quite shared your vision um, mm, in what you want your songs yeah. to sound like. Sound like exactly. so. Where where did you? What what point did you get where you actually found producers that you really enjoy working with? And I guess how did you come across them? So, um. What happened was, it's funny how one thing leads to the next, which leads to the next. It's like a domino effect. Classic but- butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah. You push the butterfly uh, in, in Africa or whatever, it causes a train reaction that, that bumps a giraffe or yeah. whatever, and it ends up having you mash with a producer that sees your style. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what happened was I just started going to watch gigs more uh, and- um going to watch pop acts around Melbourne and there was a producer that opened um, – what happened was I went and saw the – I can't remember what the venue's called. It's down in St Kilda. I, I saw this advertisement for this pop singer who lives in LA but she was back in Melbourne and I wanted to see her so then I went and listened to her um, and this You can artist- name drop in this this show. That's okay. Give us some okay. names. Give me the names. Nah. The goddamn okay. names. No. Well, <laughs> so the artist that opened for her was Evangeline, and I ended yeah. up liking Evangeline more than I liked the artist I'd gone to see. Oh, okay. Well, maybe um, they should remain nameless then. <laughs> and anyway, um, like, she's good, but I preferred – I liked Evangeline, obviously. So then when Evangeline had another gig that came up, I think she was playing – was it the Workers' Club? Um, oh, classic venue, yeah. Yeah, so then I went down there and I um, 
she had a couple of artists opening for her and one of them was this guy called Ezra. He goes under the name of Arzen mm. and I loved his production style. So I started working with him um, and then I went and got our song. We went and got our song mixed by this guy called Nick DeLorenzo from Panorama Mas- Mastering. I think his last name's DeLorenzo. His name's Nick. Um, he's from Panor- Panorama Mastering. Um, and anyway, I was talking to Nick about my music and where I wanted to go. And he recommended this guy, Stuart B, to me. And um, I had also seen that Evangeline had been working with him too. Um, and Stuart's worked on records for Kylie Minogue, Illy, Tandy Phoenix. She's in, she's a Sydney artist. I absolutely love her. Um, and so, yeah, so that's how I started working with, um, Stuart and he is an amazing talent. He's, so yeah, he's how, great. how long have you been working with him now? With Stuart, um, probably close to a year. Yeah. And so all these new singles that you've been putting out are co-produced by him? Most of them. Yeah. What, yeah. what particularly has drawn you to working with him again and again is it just can he is it something about how the way he reads what your vision mm. is and he's able to put it forward can you sort of pinpoint precisely where the yeah. where the magic occurs i think so he is like he would he is a pop guy and like he he does um r&b as well but he when i spoke to him about the songs that i love and that i'm passionate about he already knew all of those songs inside out and um, he just got the vibe that I was going for. And I think I said to him, you know, I don't at the start, I was like, I'm not sure whether I want to go for a more of an indie vibe, um, like a broods kind of feel or a more commercial pop sound. Um, and and so we basically you, just decided. It, it did well, he we help you move in what direction you decided to go with? Well, yeah, the thing is that we kind of thought that my, I predominantly listened to commercial pop sounding songs, but my voice is a bit more suited to, um, that kind of not indie pop, sorry, left of center pop. Um, so we just tried to experiment with both sounds, but I think the thing is that he's just someone, I just felt like when I talk to him, he understands what I'm saying. <laughs> he yeah. just gets it. And because, He's quite young and he just lives and breathes it day after day after day. Like this guy is so busy because he works with so many different artists. Um, he's just got so much to draw from and he just understands pop. Um, and I, in saying that though, I still feel like I'm a, I'm definitely like a work in progress and I'm still experimenting with different sounds. Uh, and Stuart, does do pop, but he doesn't do dance music. And I'm very much interested in doing dance music as well. Um, but Stuart actually passed me on to, so Stuart, um, he gets most of his songs mastered by this guy called Alex Braithwaite. So then I ended up going and meeting Alex and he's a dance music producer. Um, he's, done a lot of work with big Australian artists like Slumberjack and Golden Features. And so anyway, mm. um, Alex and I are working on some dance tracks right. too. That was going to so, be my next question, actually. What would be the style you're going into? So 
dance music mm. is more where where you're going to be looking into for in the coming coming with your coming releases by the sounds of it. Well, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily the direction I'm headed in. It's just that I believe that you should make the music that you like. And I know when I've talked to people in the industry, they've said, oh, you need to decide, are you dance or are you pop? Because you need to know. And I'm like, well, I like both and I want to try both and I want to do both. Um, so I'm not boxing myself in. Um, I've got a couple of songs that I'm doing with Alex. So there, there's one single that's coming out soonish. Um, but I'm not necessarily leaving pop to do dance. Because you, you're going on what you just said there, because you, you self-manage everything. You're not mm. using anyone else to help with your management. So, no. is there a particular conscious decision behind doing everything yourself as opposed to getting some, getting a publicist or something to help you? Yeah, I mean, I think because I do have a corporate background, I have done a lot of like business-to-business work. I have a bit of an understanding of of how business works. I guess I feel like I'm going to push for myself more than anyone else is going to push for me. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely had a couple of consults with some managers um, that have kind of steered me in the right direction and yep. given me helping hints on how to do certain things. Um, but at this time where I'm at in my career, I feel like I can be self-managed. Do you just feel that you're the one that's going to be able to push your promotion it, in, in your in the in the in the in sort of more that that direction that you want to go in? Is that where is that your line of thinking with that? I feel like I feel like I'm at a certain point where I'm not ready to bring someone in, but once yep. I reach that point, I will. Okay, so you, you're like, um, it's like choosing a car. So you're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time thinking about it and, and thinking about the different models, and you want to make sure you, you get it right because you're gonna you're gonna be driving this thing every day. You want to make sure well, that it's a good fit. Yeah, you you don't want to just have any old manager because um, <laughs> you know a lot of them. You know, I'm not saying a lot of them, but like I know there's managers out there that haven't done much for their artists and. You need to be bring. I personally think you need to be bringing in a certain amount of money from it as well to be able to justify it. Um, there's a lot that you can do yourself. Like you can obviously, like I do, like I contact all radio stations. I've built relationships with different radio presenters and radio stations. I've built different. I've had a lot of success with my publicity um, and getting in different magazines. So I've yeah, built relationships yeah. there. I think the thing is. You have to have no fear and you just have to back whatever you're doing. So if you decide to release a song, you have to back it um, and not hold back. And like I've put together a database um, that I have now. Of- Don't give away all your secrets. Yeah. Like I've got to keep okay. got to keep a little bit of the mysticism about, you know, <laughs> being behind, the, doing the behind the scenes stuff. Got to make everyone yeah. think that being a pop star is nothing but sipping margaritas. And uh, writing oh, yeah. writing checks for your gold plated Gucci watch. Oh yeah, <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, one can only dream. No, so I mean, you've got obviously there's a lot of like you've got a lot of effort going on behind the scenes that people probably mm. don't realise. Then exactly, yeah, there's a lot to it that I think a lot of people don't realise, mm. and I mm. think that's why a lot of people, if they put out a single, 
and it doesn't blow up. They quit because they don't realize the work that it's involved. You're literally building a career brick by brick and you yeah. have to be in it for the long haul. You can't be like, this is the song. <laughs> you know? It's the wrong way yeah. to look at it. Yeah. It's um, it's it's interesting, yeah. It's, so you got a very career mindset. So I'm guessing that must be from your background with in, mm. in your economic, you know, your economics and business background, really sort of playing to the forefront there. Yeah, well, I so, think so. So sometimes yeah. it's good to have a real job, folks. You get something <laughs> to fall back on. No, not like that, but I mean, like something to <laughs> something to add to the to what you can provide as an artist. Because a lot of artists don't have that 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 business background. They're all um. Mm. They have that more creative background, so it's an inter- interesting That's perspective right. to bring to to um, your art form, and of course, everything that goes on behind the scenes. So it's interesting to hear that. Mm, exactly. Yeah. With um, we'll, we'll mention, of course, that which you mentioned before too, that you've got the EP coming out later this year, I believe. Oh no! Or is oh. It, or so it was supposed at some to point, be at some point. We won't yeah. put a, won't put a time frame on it. Mm. Yeah, it's coming out. Uh, I'm actually. The whole idea was I was supposed to have it out by the end of the year, but I think I was quite ambitious in um, what I was trying to do this year. This is the one year that you can admit that that your plans got away from you. This is the one year that people are okay with us. Oh, it's okay. There's been a pandemic. (laughs) Nobody can go outside. It's fine. Really, it happens a lot more often than people think, I think. But, like, yeah, I mean, I stuck to my schedule of my singles. A couple of them were knocked back by a month or so. But um, because when I was planning on releasing the EP in October, it was going to be at the end of October, I clearly wanted to have the singles out well and truly prior to that. Um, But now it's kind of given me more more time to work on the songs that will be on the EP and be a bit more picky and picky about what I will put on it. So, so I'm going to are, be the, are the songs that are going to be on the EP largely ones that you've already released as singles or are they no. going to be, there's going to be new no. stuff? Okay. It's not going to, none of the singles that I released are going to be on the EP. Oh, okay. So we've been hearing the preview. That's for, uh, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like watching the trailer for a movie that ends up being totally missing the tone. Like in a good <laughs> way. I, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, so yeah. I, okay. So, so we should be expecting to see some singles, some some tints, I guess, drop of this new release coming out soon. Yeah, well, I don't the the singles from the EP won't be dropping till next year. I've got a song coming out, um, a dance song coming out um, in about six weeks. Oh, it's probably time, um, and that's not on the EP. Um, and I haven't set a date for the EP release, and I'm still working on songs for it as well. I haven't chosen what's going on it and what's not going on it. Um, so, what yeah. percentage roughly of the songs that you have written you expect to be on the EP? I think there'll probably be three songs that I've already written that will be on the EP. Fair enough, fair enough. So, you've um, cut this as a lot of material. Like so, it sounds like there's a lot of material that didn't quite make the cut. Well, I want to be more specific about it. There could even... Um, I just want to be really, really happy with what I'm putting on it and it needs to make sense. <laughs> so, you're finding then that you're building up on a lot of the the tips and skills and that you've gotten from these previous single releases. Definitely. Into, oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. There's, there's just so much that you don't know when you start off in this industry. And, you know, I'd done music for years. I studied music at university. 
But studying music and being in the music industry or like studying jazz, which is what I did, and being in the music industry are worlds apart. Okay. Like being a recording artist. Like obviously- (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't learn about the industry. You learnt about jazz and you learnt about certain styles and how to improvise and and how to obviously perfect your craft, but you didn't learn anything to do with the industry and how it works. Um, it's kind of like going to school and not learning about money, like how to manage money, which is obviously one of the most important skills to have in life, you know? <laughs> Will will the instrumentation on the EP be a lot different to what we've we've heard from you so far, or is it really going to be a continuation of what you've put out at the moment? The songs are a can are a continuation. I would say it's yeah, it's. I don't want to speak too much about it because I still feel like there's so many things that you I'm working out. Keep about it, it vague. <laughs> keep it vague, so we can all we can all be wondering yeah. for the next however long it takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be out, yeah, in yeah. the first half of next year anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's yeah definitely a continuation of what I've already done, what I've released. But in saying that, I still think the songs that I've released are quite different to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's just the nature of releasing them individually as opposed to releasing them as part of a record. Yeah, and that's what I mean by creating a body of work that makes sense. Mm. Like, you're not just going to throw a whole bunch of random songs together. Like, it just doesn't, like, why release an EP if, like, you might as well just release them as singles. Mm. Mm. At least that's what I believe or think at this point. Yeah. Will the intention be to, obviously, once everything opens up again, to perform them live? Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That was my goal this year is that I was, I'd set that goal of, Releasing an EP and really pushing it and touring New Zealand and Australia with it. And so that is definitely the goal. And that's why I think that it's important, really Mm. important to have songs that you absolutely love because you're really, there's just so much that goes. Once you create the songs, there's so much work that goes to get the songs out there and obviously to facilitate a tour as well. So I just want to make sure that I'm really, really happy with it. But I just can't wait to get out and perform and feel the energy yeah. of an audience because that's what I've really been missing. Yeah, uh, true. I've done a lot of live performing in the past, but not with these new songs. Mm. So I'm really excited to get out and get back on stage because I that's where I thrive. Like, I, I love that. Nice. Well, before we get on to playing your latest single, mm. we are going to let's, let's give a rundown of your socials and that, where we can find your music, of course, and where we can connect and, and um, keep in touch with what you're doing. Yep. So, obviously, I'm on Spotify, mm. so you can find me there, Joanna Jones, and on Apple Music as well. There is another Joanna Jones, though, so just ah, be so wary. Who's, so who's, 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 um, who's ripping off who? <laughs> well, she is a, she's not so much a recording artist. She's on um, Broadway. She's a very successful okay. Broadway singer, but she does have like quite a large following and she does have music on um, Spotify and she has an Instagram. So just be wary so, of that. So <laughs> has anyone, has anyone ever confused you for this other Broadway yes. star? Yes, it happens uh, all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's that. We don't look that, anything alike. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose at all. No, no. So like, she is a very different sound to me. Like, once you hear us, there's no, 
mistaking it. Um, but yeah, she's very much a theatre Broadway person. So just be wary of that. Whenever I, I was having issues when I was uploading my, um, stuff onto Spotify, um, because all of my songs were going under her account. <laughs> she would be probably getting really annoyed with me because all of her following on Spotify. Who is this received those, Yeah, received the updates about the new songs. <laughs> <laughs> is that, how you, gained, is so, that yeah. how you gained your first few fans? Wink, wink. Uh, I don't know, but it, <laughs> it definitely wasn't like, yeah, it was a positive for me. Um, but, yeah, so you can find me on Spotify, obviously following me on Spotify and Apple and my Instagram, which is um, Joanna Jones Music. And Facebook, which is also Joanna Jones Music. I do have Twitter um, and TikTok accounts too. My Twitter is Joanna Bop. Um, and my um, TikTok is Joanna Jones Music. But I haven't been as active on either of those, but I knew I do need to get across them. So follow me, please. <laughs> Just one extra thing to add to the list of. Yeah. Of your incredibly busy schedule, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, of course, what um, I was going to ask. Oh, yes. So, <clears throat> sorry, let me let me read that again. So, of course, make sure you go and check out all of her singles as well and keep an eye out of what's coming up so that you don't miss a single release or a single piece of piece of hot news <laughs> directly to your inbox. You don't have you don't have a uh, you don't have a like a subscribe like a subscribe oh, function actually. on your actually do you have your web do you have a website say, I do have a website it's I forgot to mention that I've got Joanna Jones Music dot com and this other Joanna Jones has the Joanna Jones dot com yes um, but she's not using it so I'm like you got you got to sit- decide whether or not to buy it off her because I think she last listed it I think she had it listed there for about two hundred US dollars and I was like oh, okay maybe I'll consider it when it comes <laughs> up when mine comes up for renewal but then when it came up for renewal it'd been up to like five thousand or something ridiculous and I'm like oh, I'm not going to pay five thousand cool. US dollars that's, that's called the old uh, outprice some insurance factor mm. that well, wasn't on purpose like- at all <laughs> she's like oh now there's another Joanna Jones doing music. <laughs> Gotta Might as well make money out of it. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure, as I said, go and check out all the stuff and um, websites and socials and that and keep an eye on you what she's subscribe. up to. subscribe. Subscribe via subscribe her. Subscribe on joannajones.com, music.com. So, jo- don't know, wrong Joanna Jones. See, you've already gotten confused. <laughs> so, joannajonesmusic.com. There we go. That's better. Yeah. Thanks again for um, bearing with us and, and taking the time out of your busy afternoon to, to <laughs> chit-chat with me. Uh, all about yeah. your stuff, what you've been up to, and of course where you've come from. Thank you. We're Thanks gonna, for having me. We're going to play "Step Outside." Now, this is a bit of a, a bit of a favourite of the station so far. We actually played it on the Mint Factory a few weeks back, and thoroughly. In, and the, I know the team thoroughly enjoyed it. They they did. They certainly did, which is why they included it on there. But of course, you want to get the inside scoop, as we always do. What um what what were you thinking at the time of putting the song out? What was the the original idea yeah. behind this one? Well, so what happened was, is when I created Disaster, I actually came up with a step outside melody as well. Um, and they shared a certain, a small melody in the outro. And the narrative kind of made sense at the time, and it still does to me, to create this song from the perspective of the other party and the relationship. And it was, I've been on both sides, um, in life, but, um, 
about harnessing your power when you've been blindsided and betrayed by someone and stepping out into the world with kind of a new, um, what's the word? A new with a new insight, a, a new lease. That's the word. Ah, a new lease go. on life. Yeah. So it's really about stepping into your power, stepping outside of your comfort comfort zone, and being true to you. And no matter how many people let you down in your life, no one can ever um, take away your power. And can t- you can always find something positive in the world to focus on if you choose to. So that's basically the narrative behind it. But it was quite funny because um, the lyrics in the in the chorus um, talk about stepping outside with nothing to fear and nothing to hide. I didn't, pre- I didn't prepare because I wanted to share it with you and me instead, um, which when you put that into our current situation, um, it's not – appropriate wanting to share it with you and me instead but what I was actually trying to say is you're stepping out into outside um and you're making the most of life but you're doing it on your own um that you plan on sharing it with that other person um but that basically you're still prepared to put yourself out there that's fine you can never really long-winded you can never, explanation you can you can't you never blame someone for unintended consequences or unintended meetings that's fine <laughs> Um, well, let's let's play it right now, uh, Joanna. Thanks again for popping yeah. on the show with us this week. Um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Why don't you tell us um, what? Why don't you give we intro the song for us and tell us who you are? Okay, um, I'm Joanna Jones, and this is my new single, "Step Outside."
Hi, this is Joanna Jones and you're listening to AMR. Yo, I was half pissed, scribbling the beast lyrics while I'm dealing with some half wits. Dabbling in spirits at a port in fucking half nips. Dribbling for minutes, looking over at the bar tip. Jumping up my vision, get on stage and let my bars rip. I was on a mission, coefficient with my staff hits. Sort of intuition, now I'm wishing that my path shifts. Shook off inhibition, now we're gifted from the heart. I've been the musician with my brothers from a start quick. Listen up to Treaty when he opens up the jar sick. Vicious on the beatbox and even the guitar rip. Slicker when I'm tripping chill. Looking at the stars, it's kinda why I'm gifted, kinda what I play my part with. Jumper than a bloody dagger, sliding through your heart. Rocking out that grubby swagger, freedom is my art. Half a rigger, spin it up and find a fucking park. Half an hour cycles and we open up our craft. So follow us, follow and follow treats. Deeper than philosophies, listen to these prophecies. So follow us, follow and follow treats. Jump into the rabbit hole, you're now involved with ENT. So follow us, follow and follow treats. Deeper than philosophies. We come from sky gods, travel in dimensions in a time lock. Analyze the message when we vent and get your shine box. Why stop? Mesmerize the essence of my third eye. Connected, we be lined up. Embers of a fine crop. Infantry to got the lines to blow your mind, but never signed us. Even if the perks are nice shots, iPods and livestock move too quick to go five knots. Fruits from a snake don't take the bite off. A prize lunch, bunch of mad seafood And as my wine's popped, acting huge like a crime boss Hashing shrooms has my mind frothed Battling through in my cotton white socks Keep on dropping my plots, keep on loving my spot No forgotten life loss, no more broken nights or open mic drops We be focused on the high spots Climb up the road to success is eyed off Like a cyclops rise up So follow us, follow and follow tweets Deeper than philosophies, listen to these prophecies So follow us, follow and follow tweets Jump into the rabbit hole, you're now involved with ENT So follow us, follow and follow tweets Deeper than philosophies, listen to these prophecies So follow us, follow and follow tweets Jump into the rabbit hole, you're now involved with ENT Yeah, I was half wrecked, soaking in this moment Freezing, sculling down my last becks Choking, now I'm hoping no one saw my frozen cars left Take it by the ocean, mix it up and find a park bench This is my devotion to the locals and the arts best I was on that notion to expose the phony bastards Make a man that fucking us we take it up the asses You wonder why the CEO's bonus off the charts You wonder why the poorer people often sit and laugh Shit, now that I'm exposing this I hope I left my mark yep. Take your fucking ownership and leave it at the start yep. Never mind the showmanship, the treats is over par yep. So have another cone of this and listen to the bar So follow us, follow and follow treats Deeper than philosophies, listen to these prophecies So follow us, follow and follow treats Jump into the rabbit hole, you're now involved with ENT So follow us, follow and follow treats Deeper than philosophies 
philosophies Listen to these prophecies So follow us, follow and follow treats Jump into the rabbit hole, you're now involved with ENT Awesome, so that was uh, Joanna Jones's new single, Step Aside. Uh, and now we're going to be telling a bit of Infant Treats. And Joanna, Joanna was actually really good. I, was, I really enjoyed that track. Like, so far, there's nothing you've sent me that's going to be disappointing. So, it's a hard it's a hard bar to keep meeting up. <laughs> we're not here to roast the songs. I, kn- I know that sounds deceiving when we when we shit talk each other to the, the curb. But <laughs> the songs are, are never, never shit. We just- that's that's the that's the quality. So it's like they're the mountains and we're the valleys. If, 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 that's- if it was if it was roasting songs, I would have sent you my high school band stuff. Because <laughs> again, I, I I joke you not. My very first band in high school was called I Can't Solve the Rubik's Cube, and that tells you everything you need to know about that band. Um, so if we were looking to roast stuff, then happily I'll put my own stuff up because it was it was awful. Can't can't solve the Rubik's Cube. Will you guys want to be jerk? Will you guys want to be jerks? Okay, that makes no sense. Will you guys want to be nerds? No, we were like, have you heard Rise Against? Because here's the Diet Coke version of Rise Against. <laughs> I thought the Diet Coke version of Rise Against was Rise Against. No, sorry. We are the LA colder of Rise Against. <laughs> <laughs> I want to- Yeah, of course, I want to mention that again. You just heard to Infantry's brand new single, Rabbit Hole. And um, man, I love Jam- um, Jamison. He's an awesome guy. He's always putting out. Just vintage, top vintage production uh, on every single one of his songs. I've had the pleasure, those of you who followed the station for quite a while, we've had a strong association with Infant Treats. Um, he's been uh, to- AMR Top 50 Artist uh, last year with his song Fool's Gold. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him a couple of times, and he's always a pleasure. Just every time he puts out a song, he's got really strong strongly you know, ideas and opinions and it certainly comes out in his music and the production oh. is always always classic well that's the first thing that hit me you know i, I could have told you it was from the gold coast before i even got to the chorus <laughs> that was the first thing that hit me but the second thing was that that really classic 90s like i felt it was halfway between you know listening to like older brothers play their really cool two-pack records that kind of mm. old nostalgia vibe. that and playing san andreas on ps2 i don't know why that came into my mind but that was the vibe I got straight away, which is it was that classic 90s synth that like that it seems almost like he's done it. like the vibe is that he's done this completely raw. It's like a tape that he like had in his mum's basement, and went like pressed the go and it just sounds raw and unfiltered. And that's the kind of old rap I, I, I really still enjoy. And I say that, you know, very much wearing I sound like a Seymour Skinner meme being like, no, it's the children's rap that is wrong. But I honestly, I, I thought it was a great track. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a B. He always puts out a banger. Um, thanks, Jamison. Legend. He sends that in himself too, so I love love it. That reminds me too, of course, as as you kind of probably guessed from the interview, Joanna sends all her stuff in herself. So any aspiring artists out there, you can do it yourself. You don't have to song with a big with a big PR fancy big suited guy. No, you can you can send your own stuff into us. And as I say, I'm always happy to be part of a station that always plays music sent in by artists for artists. And of course, if you are an aspiring artist and got any new music coming out, uh, please let us know via email uh, to amrairplay at mail.com. I nearly always forget to mention that but um, on the show, but it's always, always up on our website, always on the socials. Uh, of course, while we're at it too, I should mention the other sh- AMR shows that are currently on. Of course, if you like a bit more heavy music, which I'm, I'm sure you do, Michael. Love it. Please catch 
Heavy Reborn every week out as a podcast, usually out every Wednesday with Jay, Mick, and of course, Gareth, um, just laughing their way and and uh, playing some of the best heavy prog and metal the country has to offer and interviewing the artists behind that metal. And of course, don't forget the Mint Factory, the AMR mainstay out every well, Friday. I know this week they were a couple of days late, but please forgive them. It's usually out every Friday as a podcast. Of course, Gareth and of course, Loz and of course, Smooth Tony and Geraldine going through the freshest, 10 freshest songs on the AMR rotation every week. You'll notice that a few of the songs we played tonight on this week's episode are from last week's Mint Factory. Fuck you for stealing all the good songs, Gareth. <laughs> you didn't think to leave a couple for me. Um, no, I love you guys. Yeah, so you'll notice that we have a bit of overlap this week, but I don't care that the songs are this good. We have to play them twice. Yeah, that's it. Make sure you check out all the stuff that's going on with AMR. Um, that's my uh, that's my mandated scripting for the evening. <laughs> now the checks now the checks will be in the mail, you know, you, you big royalty checks. <laughs> big royalty checks. Are you talking about the, the non-existent royalty checks? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> our, you know, with those checks that rock up for $1.84 and you just cut, you just start thinking, like, oh, yeah, I did do that song, didn't I? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Spotify thinks a dollar is 0. 0.0000 cents Australian. Look, Spotify thinks you're, they're double paying you for that. That's far too much money from Spotify. <laughs> That's a great you know, eighty four. What? How many Grammys you got with that, mate? <laughs> yes. What? Like, um, I remember it was was I'm trying to remember which famous artist it was that went and complained to Trump and said, "Hey, I've only gotten a thousand dollars out of my entire career from Spotify or something." I think it was, um, oh, was it Bill Withers? I don't know. Probably somebody like that. And and then it was like massive news. Like, holy moly, you only got eight thousand dollars from Spotify, and everyone was like, every music edition was just like sitting there in the background, going, "Ah, uh, you didn't realize." That we've been telling you this for years. <laughs> I must say, the, fir- the first time your band goes, because I, I used to be in a touring band, the first time you go over east, you do kind of like these these really small shows and you're paying out of your own pocket and you, you know, you're, you're living like a bum. And there's kind of anyone who's in the music industry knows how poor you are, but you come back and all the sort of mums like, oh my God, you must be rich by now. You know, you, you went to Sydney. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, uh, here's, a, here's a question, and again, going back to, I'm, I'm generally curious. Did you eat better uh, on your war correspondent trips or on your first tour to Sydney? I, I, don't th- I think I ate worse on my first tour, but the difference is I knew what the animal I was eating was. I think that's about the only difference there. Um, my, my girlfriend's got family in China. Yep. And um, she always says, like, um, when you're over there in China, you don't ask what you're eating. No, eat I, I first, remember being- ask in- later. I remember being in, I think it was Guangzhou or Beijing for a mm. thing and ordering this thing off the menu that just said meat. Um, and that's how I started COVID-19. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Came out, had like a nice nice black wiring dressed as a bat. It was really good. Oh, it was beautiful. You know, succulent. Cut the shit out of my lungs afterwards. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> um. <laughs> what is the charge? <laughs> Playing a tune, a succulent Australian tune. Oh, yeah, no, our, your first tour is always rough. I remember we, we, our first show we ever did in Sydney, we, we booked this Airbnb and I think it was Marrickville. Um, and it was like on the third floor next to a brothel. So we could just hear the stuff all night going on. The whole place smelled like a dead body. There was one bed that was covered in, in, you know, man juice is the best way I'm going to put it there to keep it advertiser friendly. 
uh, and the shower was a Bunnings hose coming out of a wall um, that almost directly the sprayed other. onto a PowerPoint. And he goes, oh, well, if you if you have a shower, make sure the PowerPoint's not on because it'll spark the whole house. Um, and that, that So, yeah, touring is glamorous. You know, it's a, it's a luxury world out there. I was um I was going to say uh the other half of the hose was probably nicked by some other bum uh through his landlord uh, spitting down the hose probably for his yeah. Marrickville pipe <laughs> you know what I mean oh I, I'm going to pretend for the advertiser's sake I'm going to pretend like I don't but you know I was in position for a long time the southwest snow <laughs> yeah um let's 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 leave it at that shall we folks uh. We're never advertiser friendly, FYI. You can swear your no. bu- you can swear your fucking bum off if you really want. I'll- I like I like how you went you went for the F word there, but you went for bum, the least controversial word for the for uh, you know for an ass. You went uh, for yes. bum. Yeah, yeah. It's a good combo there. I like it. There's yes, um, mm, yes. Let's get out of the ass end of this conversation that we're at <laughs> at the moment. I'm trying to see where we're at now in terms of. Um, I think we're I think we're looking at MC MC Pirate now. Damn right. That's what I was looking at too. I was going to say, let's chat about what we're going to play next. Because talking about- Actually, coming up, we've got two more great rap songs this week. So much rap came in. Uh, and, and really good quality too. Um, yeah, just coming out of my ears. Hard to pick. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of great rap songs coming up. First, I'll talk about MC Pirate's song. Uh, it's been out for a couple of weeks now, but MC Pirate is a North Queensland rapper. Another, Queens, another Queensland artist. And then again, another nineties throwback. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's got this like great little mandolin that kind of gets plucked at the start. It's got this kind of really uh, pretty nice, happy beat. Uh, you know, he's just a, a, all these lyrics. Like he's just he genuinely seems like a really fun guy. Um, yeah, but the other thing that really got me is like, I went for a bit of a Facebook stalk. You know, you know, I got to prove my materialist, I guess, as you do. And I came across this, like, he's got a bunch of- He's got this amazing photo uh, celebrating Papua New Guinea in independence, which was a, a cause I, I, I've i done a lot of work for as well. And I was like, that's really awesome. I, I support that cause quite a lot. But he's holding in one hand what looks like a spliff and the other hand a bag of magic mushrooms, which to me is so many things to absorb in that. And he's wearing a giant f- shirt that is a, a flag of Papua New Guinea. Um, so, there's so many questions <laughs> that have been raised from that one photo- it, it just made me want to look into it more. Like, I was already in, but now I'm really invested into meeting and finding out this guy who has a giant smile on his face, draped in the flag of Papua New Guinea, holding quite a lot of drugs. To so, forget, 10 forget. out of 10, give that man the aria. <laughs> give that man the West Papuan, Papuan Prime Ministership. Uh, <laughs> forget about West Papuan independence. More like independence from independence from your reality, man. <laughs> Oof, I'm, I'm going to walk away from that one. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble with some West Papuans. No, I know we've got a lot of um, good friends that are big supporters of the West Papuan movement, and and a good good movement, and a, certainly a worthy support, um, a worthy thing to support as well. I'll mention very much so. But I'm um, talking about the song though. You mentioned it's really happy. It's I love how rappers are so literal about a lot of things. The song's called Bounce. The song just bounces from from line to line and and prose to prose. Don't you reckon? Well, that, yeah, that does. It just bounces from you know, but not only bounces from earphones to earphones, but just like it, it literally is just is like really happy go lucky. Kind of keeps going and pushes through, and it's quite a good song. Like it's. You know, going from a, a lot of the rap coming out at the moment, like it, it kind of you leave a bit kind of melancholy or a bit kind of down a bit. But I generally left and all I wanted to do was crack a tinny and meet this guy. 
So, like, I would hearing the song. I would, if he were in my era, I would genuinely go to a show just to meet this Papua New Guinean striped man, <laughs> listen to his happy songs, and I, because I, I know it'd be a good night. Like, that's the whole point of that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, that's cool. It's apparently it is um, he's got an upcoming album, uh, debut album coming out. Oh, oh, on twenty seventh of November, actually, it does say the. Uh, He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna stamp his mark on the rap game on the twenty seventh of November with his debut LP, Unspoken Sentiment. So keep an eye out for that. But I tell you what, I did what I really liked about this, and just the touch of female backing vocals in the chorus. Yeah, and that by the looks, of it, I think she may be uh, Papua uh, New Guinean, um, if memory serves. But from reading sort of a reading about it today, okay. But generally, like great little backing track. Like that reminds me. I don't know if you've ever been on the internet. Because everyone's over the internet, I guess, but they're like they've got this absolutely like killer backing vocals, and it really, really reminded me of that. So again, it was just bonus points on bonus points for mm. this guy. Vivian AC is the uh, backup vocal backup vocalist, so shout out to her too. And um, you mentioned too about the pan. I was going to say my comment about with that was more pan than a uh, than a Sid Barrett period um, Pink Floyd record. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Oh, yeah. over the place, but in a good way. It bounced. You're absolutely right. Check it out, folks. And after that, oh, I know I was excited to mention this one. Um, you, you, I, you wouldn't, you would know, Michael, but I think it was episode twelve. I got the I had the absolute pleasure of chatting to Kevin Posey. Uh, he's an American MC and singer songwriter and producer from Oklahoma. But of course, as you all remember, he did produce and um, record his debut, well, yeah, no, debut record, which was called Breathe earlier this year, which we chatted to him about. But this next song after this is the follow-up song to that record, Just Let Me Know, with a bit of a, a throwback too, because Lily Jackson, it's featuring Lily Jackson, who was one of the other features on his record, plus... I believe I can't, I don't think he was on his debut record. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but Matt Bizzle, uh, another Kiwi artist who he's teamed up with for this next track. So it's a, a, a dual, it's a joint track, I believe. So one of them mixed and one of them, one of them produced it. I'm just going to, going to re- remind myself who did what. Tell me how you, well, tell me I, what well, you thought well, about I, this one. So I, I thought it was, I thought the trumpets were cool. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's good. You know, it's that classic, like the, uh, thuddy kick. Mm. A nice, like killer backy vocal, nice trumpets in it. But looking into the into the guy, they came across these like a bunch of odd facts. And there was obviously some stuff like he likes the Wellington Phoenix, which is a great team, and um, that's really cool. But then uh, they came across he has an irrational fear of Toyota Priuses, and that to me, like if I were reading a dossier on someone, that would be the thing that I would just send four hundred more people to go check up on because. Why Toyota Priuses? I, I think you, we need to get him on. You need to get him on the show and ask him why. Why a Prius? I mean, this- Camrys. I Camrys. I get it. Corollas. I get it. But Priuses. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very. I'm, I'm, I'm more intrigued now than I ever was. Was this um, Matt Bizzle? Matt Bizzle. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interested. I'm. 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 I'm genuinely interested. Priuses are very controversial as a car, though. I know they've always been the butt of many jokes. I don't think I've ever seen one that's not an Uber. I don't think I've ever seen one that's not an Uber driver. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Maybe they're maybe they're secretly getting paid by Uber just to be their drivers for some I don't know reason. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe Uber had like shares in making every single Prius car in history. Maybe. Maybe. But just let me know. It's just classic. 
bit of that, that classic injection of Kevin Posey in this one, of course, co-done with Matt Bizzle, just the really classy style of production uh, and great rapping from Kevin too, um, as you would have noticed, just <laughs> at all class. The man, remember when we interviewed him, the man's all class. He loves to wear suits um, and just the, 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 the introduction of the sax towards the end of the song just, mm, just hit the spot for me. Slaps. That's the best. That's, that is probably the best word I can, I can say is it slaps. He's got that great combination of yeah. like classy music, nice sax. This is a song that you, you'd put on for a date and be like, I'm a classy guy. You know, this is a saxophone, you know? Exactly. And of course, great vocals from Lily Jackson in the chorus. Um, it was produced by Matt and mixed by Kevin. So yeah, cool stuff, guys. We may as well play it. Play them, sorry. How, how does that sound? Sounds good to me. I mean, I'm keen to hear it again. Brilliant. Yeah. MC Pirate with Bounce. And after that, Matt Bizzle and Kevin Posey featuring Lily Jackson with Just Let Me Know. Please don't go anywhere, folks. We've got alcohol review, possibly a joke of the week, possibly a bit more shit talk, but definitely some more tracks. Yeah. Vacacious of blending phrases, head state, mental patience, force motis and intonations, skills elevated, still innovative, drills regulated, practice dissected and educated, my whole rap sound and go backgrounds, I hold that down, the difference I don't hold back now, I'm in flight, looked inside for some insight, no disguise this time when I spit rhymes, the flow kick like I did right with my wrist tied, below this mind sits open if it's fine, each track absurdly connects, rap certainly fresh, these Cats haven't heard of me yet Visualize every line in a verse that's read That's the word's effect from a curse that said Eternal breath, draw from the earth and sketch Drop, sit in a forest and return to sense Live life like I never even heard of death Burn a spliff and feel like the worst is left Like two people in love when they first connect This is purpose met with passion to earn respect They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest They won't get me stressed, I just bounce They don't get me yet they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just found They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just found They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just found it's hard to question even half the methods Heart rates ascend as soon as I start a sentence Skyfalks lost ascendant Skywalkers dark intentions Grasping tension The arch nemesis you can't contend with Stark genesis Harb inventions To prank stimulus Sharpen senses Bars relentless Hearts venomous Body like a barbarian's Half pegasus Ride the fire as calm as Targaryens Blossomarian crafted harsh medicines Anunnaki intelligence Mask evidence The star veteran back of my past element, a gloss of scotch and I'm blasting off, bars are hot, when I start it's hard to stop, 6k systems, 3 day binges, this way kids will listen when the DJ spins it, they don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just bounce, they don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just bounce, they don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just they don't get me yet, they won't let me rest, it won't get me stressed, I just bounce. The 
most trained I move with no brakes Produce flow shaken from abuse of cocaine I use a code name But rock truth on a mic Every time I rhyme just to prove there's no shame Warm up and spit, bust a script Raw punchlines hit and y'all love the shit I got five years left at least Till then I'll represent for the quest With every breath released Flip schemes, mangle an instrumental dream Of untangling each baffling piece in the mental Reach potential, preach essentials Nothing but a beast of paper, a beat and pencil Got a doctorate in rap, complete credentials Not a popular cat, I don't need the friends Y'all are imposters in fact, I'm happy you like this Back to my roots, get waxy and write scripts They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest It won't get me stressed, I just bounce They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest It won't get me stressed, I just bounce They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest It won't get me stressed, I just bounce They don't get me yet, they won't let me rest It won't get me stressed, I just bounce Yo, this is Kevin Posey, and you're listening to AMR. Birds in the trees at night, I'm a G in a suit, cuff links tonight. See some pretty young things tonight. The keys to the room by the sea tonight. Had a long week, call it great mahi. See through waters, how I like my beach. I keep motivating to inspire, and my peeps get the paper. Even through these trying times, I sleep, wake up to the dream life. Who would have thought I could you bury a little sweet life? Used to have to be inside before the street lights. Ghetto America, I know what it be like, lift it. So tonight, I'm so with it. Let's make a toast to live and go get it. Dollars and cents can make a man sense. There's none of that matters tonight, girl, let's kick it Hitting just what you came for This is what the champagne's for Come to me and let's get it started Hey, come on Live it up, run through the city Raise your glass to the air if you with me Hey, how you doing? Hot damn, you pretty I give you the world if you with me
All right, all right, all right, folks. Welcome back to Bar Talk um, episode. Where are we up to? 23, something like that. Anyway, what, what's more important is the songs you just listened to. Matt Bizzle and Kevin Posey's new song, Just Let Me Know, featuring Lily Jackson. And before that, it was MC Pirate, spelled P-Y-R-I-T, with his new song, A Bounce. I'm joined by Michael from the Redline podcast. Um, hopefully, he's not redlining his microphone up his end. I mean, frankly, the distortion makes it go faster. You know, that's always been my theory. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we're going to get straight into a bit of alcohol review, or in my case, non-alcohol review, because I think you're going to absolutely uh, chuck a sickie on this drink. So, what, what are you drinking? You know, uh, oh, I'm, I'm drinking for the both of us. You know, okay. I'm, doing, I'm pulling my share. You know, uh, I'll-, I'll- See, pulling his weight. It's just these journalists. They're always are. Uh, they're always doing the work of two men. Anyway, we should play the. We should play the. Um, ID, we should play the ID first. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. Oh yeah, folks. Uh, I'm get, you've got to be excited about this one, uh, Michael. You got me on a good one. So, um, for those of you that remember from last week, of course, I'm, I'm taking a bit of time off the booze at the moment. So, it's the non-alcohol review it is where I find the best out of the best discounted bullshit I can find in the fridge at the supermarket. And uh, this week is no exception. It is a from the health, the refrigerated health food section. So, the same area which you find the kombucha. But instead, I found a bit of cold-pressed summer greens by Impressed. Uh, their tagline is plant-based life. It involves, in no particular order, Michael, spinach, pineapple, kale, apple, cucumber, and mint. How's that for a mix? I mean, it sounds like a good mixer. Mm, um, absolutely. It's probably 100% Australian fruit and veg. You've got to support your local drinks. Um, and it's a 0% alcohol and 325 mils. Now, normally I like to get. Now, normally I don't have have the uh, pleasure of shaking the bottle first because you get too much fizz with the boozy drinks. But this one, <laughs> I can actually shake it. So we're going to get a bit of AM, ASMR right now. So uh, Michael, taste your t- test your taste buds on this sound. That sounds like liquid. Sounds like liquid that's got a shitload of sediment in the bottom. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get the opening. I mean, I'm not going to waste any time on this. Uh, because we've got to, I feel like I'm going to want to get this over and done with real quick. So uh, let's get the opening on up. Ready? Ooh, nice bit of pop. And I can smell. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a, a copious amount of bitter cucumber there. Yeah. It's, it's, ooh. You know what this smells like, Michael? Yep. It smells it smell like, like a mashed up salad that, that didn't have enough s- dressing on it. You know those 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 great garden salads that you you get or you make, and you forget to put the dressing on it. It comes with like a balsamic vinegar dressing, or you, it comes with a Caesar dressing. And, and oh, you- the one the one that sits next to your palmer that you don't need, you don't end up touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah another you one. know when you go to a pub and they underdress your salad and it's just bitter. Yes, that's what it smells like. And that one giant bit of cucumber in there that there's nothing you could do with it. It's just, it's completely obscure and you're getting to the good bits, like the tomatoes and the onions and everything else. But it's just draped on top just to be an annoyance that you have to push around the plate where you eat the rest of your parma. And the the funniest ones are when they've um, gone with the apple core on it. So, it's like all curled up. Yep. Oh, God. What have you sent me? This is going to be your alcohol review. I tell you what. This is- (laughs) 
<laughs> this is what I, this is what I'm currently okay. holding in my head. That's not a picture of me. I look a slightly old. I look slightly more decrepit than that. Okay, but I was going to say going to say the the general that's advertising that your drink. Tell us the name of the drink too. So this is a bottle I bought home because uh, whenever I leave, my 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 bag coming through customs should just be liquid clinks. It's just bottles and <laughs> bottles of vodka and nonsense I bring back from these countries. But what I have in my hand is a bottle of Kalashnikov vodka from uh, this is from Kyrgyzstan, uh, which is you know kind of in between Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Tajikistan, that kind of area. Only two um, countries away from Borat land, if you're if you're wondering. It, no, it borders it borders Borat it land. It borders Borat um, land. I forgot. And I because back in like the fifties and that, didn't Stalin go and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to mess up these countries," and he like purposely put enclaves in each of them so that they would be fighting over each other for. And this comes. That's exact exactly. It. The borders are still messy to this day. It's, it's like, just absolute nonsense in that region, particularly the Ghana <laughs> Valley. But that's a Armenian that's a whole other thing. <coughs> conflict <coughs> with Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, that but, would never cool. cause wars. Kalashnikov vodka for a taste test for you lovely people listening at home. I want you to envision someone melted down a tank barrel <laughs> and then put pepper in it and then left it sitting out in the frozen tundra for about a week. Um, it is gut rot in a bottle. Um, and is that the- Mr. Mr. Kalashnikov himself in the ad? It is Mr. Kalashnikov himself in the ad who's holding up a bottle of Kalashnikov. In fact, the guy on the bottle um, – now, my bottle's not as nice as the one of the photo I've sent you. Mine is a discount version of that. Uh, I, I paid a whopping – and please, it did come out of my budget and I did have to crowdfund for it, but I did pay a eighty for my bottle of vodka. Um, and it does – it. It rem- if you, any- you used to watch old Simpsons episodes and you know where Krusty the Clown drinks the, the, the Krusty mm. Deatho, it yep. feels exactly like that. It is – absolute terrifyingly strong paint varnish to drink. Um, but it's very cheap and it's very accessible. And I'm going, I haven't drank any of this stuff since I was last in Kyrgyzstan, uh, which is a fantastic country, can recommend. Uh, but I will have a, a sip of it for the, uh, for the listeners here. So here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Good God. Oh my God. If the gun won't kill you, the vodka will. Um, <laughs> Do you oh. reckon the drink makes you shoot straighter with an AK? That's got no. Be. Nothing makes you shoot straighter <laughs> with an AK. The drink, like that was. Ew, I forgot how awful that was. Um, yeah. Put it put it this way: to to when uh, in this region in the world, alcohol is is so cheap. In, in Kazakhstan, the government actually subsidizes it, so booze is 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 you know like very. The government will pay half your booze tab. It's very weird. But when you get to uh, places like Uzbekistan, you know you go to a bar and say, "Hey, I want a shot of vodka," and they'll say, "Well, that'll be in the equivalent of what a dollar eighty Australian." Mm. Uh, and you'll say, "Oh, what about for the bottle? Just give me the whole bottle." And they'll say, "Oh, that'll be about three dollars thirty Australian." Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, it, it's absolutely the whole region is just incredibly cheap. Uh, and the, the one of the greatest things about Kalashnikov is they used to have they've only just got screw tops because you said one of those like Bundaberg ginger beer like tops oh, because so it's like you're pulled into drinking the whole thing in one go. Well, that's the thing they couldn't imagine a, a, a Kyrgyz man or a Russian man pulling the top off it and not finishing the bottle. Um, you know that's just out of the question here. This is good Kalashnikov vodka. It's just set you back a dollar eighty, mate. You need to finish it. You know there are starving <laughs> children in Africa. You finish your vodka, good sir. <laughs> there's kids in Australia who can't drink. Look, there's mate, there's lad, there's lads in Campbelltown who would love this, and they are going thirsty. 
you know, don't you if you donate two dollars to World Vision, they will give a bottle of Kalashnikov vodka to a lad in Campbelltown, and only you can help them. <laughs> For just one dollar a month, you can supply one one poor Australian child with a bottle of cheap Kyrgyzstani vodka. <laughs> Just have pictures of Derek like, oh, mate, I've been in this bus station for four days, eh? <laughs> Nothing but tinnies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, out of fo- Okay, well, actually, let's give me a taste of this old whatever it is I've got, and I'll um, let you know if it's any better. Wish me luck, folks. See you on the other side. Oh. Oh, I can tell you one thing, Michael. I would not be drinking this out of my own volition anytime soon. Well, I will. Uh, I will do the same, and it'll give you, I'll give you a number. I'll, I'll give you a. No. I tell you what. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll rate it first. So you get, I'll get, give, give you an idea of our rating system. I give this one a one and a half. I give this an AK forty-seven out of fifty. Just perfect. Cannot be improved. <laughs> Melt more bullets in it because, frankly, it's not done. <laughs> oh, it, that is. I, I give it an is. empty. I give this one an empty uh, Kalashnikov magazine out of five. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I have to give a talk on electrical interference in a few hours, so this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the interview that derails the rest of the night. So yes, there you go. I hope you vis- <laughs> listeners are happy because I'm about to slur a bunch of stuff about Chinese law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the election's getting derailed. I think I think it's your speech. This is just me. When 2020 gets worse, it'll be blamed on this exact moment. That's what we're going to go for here. Oh dear. Um, well, actually, I wanted I wanted to chat a bit about a bit about what you do because uh, we did mention before, of course, the sh- the show that you host is called the Redline Podcast, and you've mentioned how you do travel to a lot of um, really sort of really interesting parts of the world that may be going under a lot of stress or in war zones, literally. Um, not figuratively, guys. I know that that trip to Sydney as a band might be hard, but uh, <laughs> but tell, tell us a bit about the Redline podcast because it is, it is a totally different kettle of fish. Uh, it's a completely different, completely different kettle of fish. And I have to be very serious and very, you know, uh, very straight down the line for that one. But um, the show Red Line is we get three big experts, whether they be from the White House or from uh, Parliament House or whether they be from the New York Times or professors like Harvard, Oxford, you know, the CIA comes on the show. Uh, and we talk about big war zones and how they affect the wider geopolitical sphere of the world. You know, how mm. a conflict in, let's say, uh, Kyrgyzstan, because I'm looking at the model right here, uh, <laughs> is actually a, a much larger symptom of a, of a power dynamic between Beijing and Moscow. Uh, very, you know, if, if you're looking for something to either fall asleep to or for something to uh, have a very wide understanding at effectively government levels of, of understanding of, of, ge- of geopolitics. And that's a great place to, to go and listen to some very smart people talk to me. Um, you know, I'm not the smart one. I just listen to smart people and press record, I guess is my role there. I was going to say, you've, um, are we, are we able to mention who you've been chatting to today? Or is that a strictly no, no fly that's zone? Fine. No, that's fine. I, I was chatting to Kevin Rudd this morning. Uh, yes, Mr. PM. Handball himself. <laughs> Look, he's, if it comes down to Kevin Rudd's handball or John Howard's cricket, I will take Kevin Rudd's handball any day of the week. Some <laughs> more schoolyard points in my in my books. No, but I think is there anyone that professionally plays handball? I think Kevin Rudd could probably still pull it off. <laughs> I haven't played proper handball since I was in school. It's such an underrated sport. And this is why you're not prime minister. <laughs> 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 
Yes, I know. I know, right? That should be that should be the they should skip the election. They should scrap the election. Democracy's overrated. It's a failure. Tried, you know, blah da 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 da. Uh they should they should see, do a handball competition. See, that that kind of talk is what I'm used to in Russian interviews, you know. That that's exactly <laughs> what I'm used to. You know, skip the election, screw democracy, you know, let's just give it to this guy. <laughs> yeah, whoever wins a handball competition. Oh yeah. Whoever can uh, whoever can drink the most Kalashnikov vodka becomes pre- president. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you can still think straight after all that, you can think straight in any dire situation. Makes if sense. It gives you an, it, there's a famous story a lot of Kazakhs will tell you when you get to Kazakhstan. I, I really do when you love take that, Kazakhstan. When you, when you eventually go to tour to Kazakhstan. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I do recommend it. It's a lovely, lovely country, and they are the friendliest people in the world. Uh, they will. The biggest fear you have in Kazakhstan is they will overfeed you and overdrink you to death. But there's a very famous story they tell you, because I, I was sitting at a Kazakh bar talking with a lot of locals, and they were talking about how, you know, who is a bigger drinking culture, Kazakhstan or, or Australia? And I went, oh, oh, the Australians are all alcoholics. We're all filthy alcoholics, and that's what we do. And he goes, we used to have the Russian space. They still do have the Russian space program based in Kazakhstan, but they used to have a lot of the rocket programs based there. Now, in the West, they banned alcohol, uh, but they had to bring it back because people kept stealing the jet fuel to mix with (laughs) (laughs) to mix with mixes and drink it. So they had to bring back alcohol to prevent people stealing jet fuel. Uh, and I think that I think that takes the cake. They win on this one. Um, yeah, it's just a weird little tidbit that uh, the Kazakhs are absolutely lovely people. Um, I can I cannot recommend you know as much as it sounds dumb. It's actually a great little holiday destination. Very cheap too. Clearly, uh, especially with the the alcohol prices, folks. Big ups. Um, yeah, just guys, pencil in that Almaty uh, to a date because you'll not be disappointed. Uh- <laughs> Speak to Boris. He gives you a good price. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, Matt, Michael, great stuff. It sounds sounds awesome, especially if you're into sort of more, I guess, learning about the wider world, of course. Where can we uh, listen to the podcast, of course? And uh, have you got like your website and your socials and that as well? Yeah, yeah. We've got our website, so www.theredlinepodcast.com. Otherwise, we're on iTunes and Spotify and, you know, Google Play and Amazon and all the usual places you'll find that. And uh, yeah, like the show's doing pretty well. We've just crossed over our- 700,000th uh, download, uh, what, last night, this morning? Sorry, nervously. <laughs> Sometime in the date lines. Um, again, because most of the show has got a lot of American guests, so my timelines of what time zone I'm living in at the moment are always a bit ugh. Um, but yeah, sometime or either last night or, or this morning, we crossed over the 700,000 streams mark. So that's pretty cool. I'm very Congrats excited about too. That. I have to say, like, I, I won't, I won't lie. That's really good. Congrats. How many episodes are you in at the bottom? Uh, we're 27 episodes in Shit. at this point. Um, yeah. Good job. <laughs> I, won't, <laughs> I, won't, I wouldn't complain about that. No, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, please, please do check it out. It's the Redline podcast. I guess out wherever you get your podcasts. See, we got we got a few more artists to listen to tonight. We we do. We should not we should not beat around the beat around the bush. Or what's the the Kazakhstani version of, of beat around the bush? Um, a beat around the yurt, I guess. I, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> Kazakhstan. Like, don't, I don't think. I don't, don't think hesitate to steal the rocket fuel. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a Kazakh man who would beat around the bush. I think that's the more <laughs> more apt thing. They're pretty straight up about everything. Um, you know, you're gonna love them for it. Um, I. I'm trying to think of a, a segue for this next one, but um, I can't. Can, can you think of a segue for the next artist? 
So the next the next artist is is Mole Rat Rockstar, and it kind of it's the furthest I could possibly think from Kazakhstan, where everyone is <laughs> is you know uh, lovely and great. And Mole Rat just reminds me of of the complete opposite. When you usually come home and you get more reminds me of parties of people who say they've been you know I'm bumping into these people all the time who you go oh you know they go oh I traveled the world I've seen this they go oh cool like you know I've done a bit of that myself you know where have you been they go I've been to Belgium. And though that's the kind of person you'd find at the house party that usually has more rat in the background. Like I like more rat. I love more rat, but somehow I like more rat parties or people who have more rat in the back of a house party. There's always that one guy who will come up to me like, I've been everywhere. I've been to Belgium and Luxembourg and France. It's practically Eastern Europe. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess it's probably the best segue I could possibly think of between Kazakh rocket fuel and more rat, but sure. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, but no, more rat. I think no needs no introduction. She's been making huge waves over the last few years in the Aussie music scene. Uh, so let's 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 skip the pleasantries. This is her new song. It's called Rockstar. And I I don't know about you, but um, obviously the song is um sort of about. Uh, I think it's about sort of relationships and that sort of thing. Mm. But I like how she put a, a token amount of rock and roll guitars at the end of the song. Did you notice? Did you notice that? Yeah, it was like, like it's this. Even the video clip is this really kind of like you know cuddly, cartoony, you know, really like classic mm. more out stuff. And he gets like the last thirty seconds, and his monster has monster trucks come in, and then it's got all these <laughs> you know these really heavy guitars. And the logo, just- the logo on the the video. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, I did. Like it's it's that death metal kind of like <laughs> you know you know when they just chuck a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and like that's a finished <laughs> death metal band, sure. Um, but it generally, like that, the very end of the song, it's it's the it's a musical rep- like a representation of like a, an orange juice carton without shaking it. It's a, it's sweet, it's lovely in the start, but then all the pulps at the end. <laughs> yeah, never when you're on one of those like camp, like those big um group group trips, and they have the big jug of cordial. Never yep. have the or big jobs of juice. Never have the first sip because those ones where they have the tap down the bottom. If you're the first yep. one to taste the juice, you'll just get. One glass of only pulp or yeah, syrup. A bit, big old glass of the yeah. last thirty seconds of Morat's rock star. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much all 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 rock, no uh, Morat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a cool juxtaposition going on with the both the visuals uh, in terms of like the visuals and how the song is sort of portrayed. So I I, can't, I did like that. It was, but other than that, just a brilliant indie song. Um, good stuff, Morat. Keen to see more of your stuff. Um, coming this year, another Brisbane artist, well, another Queensland artist. So uh, Queensland represent this week. Sure, right, we'll re- <laughs> WA will represent ourselves when we get the internet out here. We are going to send you some demos. <laughs> we usually get a few WA artists. That's the weird thing. We didn't have any this week. I don't think. I'm just trying to, s- yeah, no, we I actually had a uh, segue on the show as well, a little while back. Seg, yeah, Segway. Oh, yeah, you know Segway. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're absolute lads. I've, I've met with them a few times. They're, yeah. they're, they're brilliant guys. Yeah, absolute killer live band. They've um, you probably saw them when we talked about this in their interview. They um did switch up sounds quite a bit actually from their old stuff. So you probably knew them from when they were doing yeah. their indie thing. All of their new yeah. stuff is um really cool, but totally different direction. Way more like eighties electronic. So yeah, if you haven't um checked out the Segway interview, guys, go and check it out because uh, just an example of one of the WA artists we've interviewed so far that's just putting out awesome music. I do want to mention, of course, the final song we're going to play for this episode. Again, going a bit more acoustic, um, and I really love this because it's her debut single, 
It's uh, Sydney-based artist Jessica Torrey's debut song, as we said, called Skin and Bones. I love when things wind down just with a nice, absolutely sultry voice that she's got. I was getting big, big um, uh, Laura Marling vibes with this one, um, yeah, especially with the tone of her voice. Yeah, the other one that really kind of hit me was like, and it sounds it sounds super weird, but like a really stripped back version of the Cranberries, like that kind of like mm. sits a li- sits like nice, like really on the vowels, like you know, kind of really like again a really stripped back version of the Cranberries. Like it would be, it's a really cool, cool like you know, just laid back tune, like definitely kind of like right at the end of a playlist to bring it in nice and easy. Yeah. You know, it is it is the version of like a 12-hour bumpy flight with this beautiful landing that the pilot somehow pulls off. It's, you know, a genuinely good track, super like 2004 country meets like a nice smoothness about it that kind of uh, you don't get too often these days. I'm, I'm not joking, right? I didn't, I, as, as just standard me, didn't bother to read the press release before. But, <laughs> but I, I did mention Laura Marling. Apparently, she got her inspiration to start writing in that after, the day after seeing, seeing Laura Marling in concert. And then apparently bought her her guitar the next day. So, uh, how about wow. that, folks? <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah. Talk about rubbing off. Um, on on your rubbing off on your influences, no, but um, absolutely gorgeous track and just really simple but lovely music video as well. You can you can you can say something here, Michael. Oh, it's okay. sorry, I, th- I, th- I thought you going straight. <laughs> I thought you were going straight into the uh, into the into the song. Not, so I was like, okay, cool, not quite. You know, I, not not I don't, quite. It'll be that DJ is like. It'll be that guy is like talking traffic <laughs> while it's like the start of the song. You know, stairway so to he- stairway to heaven. How's the traffic you know, on the ring road this this week, Bob? Exactly. Stairway oh, to heavens, you know. Stuck off from High Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stairway to heavens going. There's a guy who's right there in the mic who's like, you know, get your washing machines at this place. It's fantastic. Great wash. You know, if Harvey Norman's got discount washing machines. You know, that's that's. I'm trying to avoid being that guy, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, please go and check it, check it out when you do get a chance. The same with all the artists. Please go and follow them if you like their stuff and keep in touch, buy their merch, listen to their songs, stream it, buy their I think I already said let's buy their merch. Actually, buy their merch twice. Merch is pretty much the only way they can make music, uh, make money these days without touring. Um, thank you again, Michael, for being awesome and coming in at such a last minute and, and making my evening with all your, all your, all your anecdotes. No, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. <clears throat> Doing a show like this is uh, is really refreshing. You know, it gets uh, gets me away from you know the dark and greeriness of the of what is twenty twenty. Uh, away, so I, you know, I used to be doing music, and that's what I did all the time. And I used to do mu- nothing but music, anyways. So for me, this feels like coming home. And uh, yeah, obviously, this is a, a great little thing to to be a part of. And I like how you're supporting you're supporting local music because when you you're trying to crack it as a first time artist, like it, it shows like this that really do make the difference. That's it. That's it. That's what we try and do. And uh, you sum it up really nicely. Of course, as always, please go and check out our socials, Bar Talk on Facebook and and YouTube. AMR Australia on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please go and check out our Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please, of course, you can always stream us on the website, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk, or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, I'm, I'm just about done. I'm going to send, send you off, folks, on some dreamy- Dreamy Indian acoustic. Michael, want to take us out for these last two? 
This is uh yeah the last this is uh the last track we're listening to today would be more at Rockstar and Jessica Tori bringing us out a nice easy you know this song the I think the best tagline and I hope she uses it it is the opposite of Kalashnikov vodka <laughs> it is smooth it is lovely and it did not ruin my night there that's, we go that's uh, that's, that's where the I'm segue leave this. that's the segue right there there it is uh good night folks and uh take care. It's Michael from the Red Line Podcast, and you're listening to Bar Talk.
shoes I have you can throw The makeup already runs Ooh, You want the truth about me Australianmusiciansradio.com